This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everyone. It's Andy Robbins. It's been a while since I posted on uh, my podcast, so I wanted to address a topic on fish oil. I know that fish oil is nothing new to most of uh, my listeners and viewers, but uh, some of the common myths that are being circulated out there about fish oil, this might be new to you. So we just want to go through these. I think I have six or seven of them here. Um, and these are some of the things I'm hearing in the field are being told to doctors and practitioners by uh, some of their other resources, reps and other online sources. So I just want to address some of these and um, leave you to make your own conclusions. So first of all, myth number one. Um, I took this slide from um, uh, Google Images because I was curious as to what was out there regarding triglyceride versus ethyl ester in terms of what is being said about the bioavailability, the absorption, and uh, the, the quality, et cetera, of one versus the other. And there seems like there's this hype toward the triglyceride, and I'm not sure how to explain that, but I saw this image that you're looking at on the screen on Google Images, and there are several of these, indicating that triglyceride form of fish oil is 200% more absorbable than ethyl ester. Well, there's no, uh, there's no evidence in the larger body of evidence that that's true, and I'm going to show you exactly why. So triglyceride versus ethyl ester, uh, in terms of what the research is showing, you know, there's over now 30,000 studies on the health benefits of EPA and DHA in fish oil, and almost all of them were done with ethyl ester oil, not the triglyceride. Even the drug Lavaza, which is the quote-unquote fish oil drug um, is also, also an ethyl ester. So the drug company even recognizes the benefits of the ethyl ester and, and uses it in their so-called drug. Uh, use that term loosely to describe that product, but uh, even the pharmaceutical company uh, recognizes the benefits of it. Whenever you look at a body of evidence that's that massive, I mean, 30,000 studies, that's one of the largest bodies of evidence on any substance out there, pharmaceutical, natural, or otherwise, and almost all of them have been conducted with ethyl ester. I think that speaks for itself right now. We could probably put this issue to bed right there with that point, but there's a lot more on this. Triglyceride is the form that comes right out of the fish, and that's one of the, um, the selling points that manufacturers of triglyceride fish oil will use is, um, you know, they state that, well, that's the more natural form because that's the form that comes right out of the fish. But the ethyl esters are created in the manufacturing process in order to clean the oils and then concentrate the fatty acids. So let me show you a slide here that kind of shows you the progression. So this is where the truth versus marketing really, uh, where the rubber meets the road in, in that respect. Uh, so the, the form that comes right out of the fish is indeed triglyceride, but the potency of the EPA and the DHA that comes right out of the fish is quite low. Uh, and so in order to concentrate the EPA and the DHA and provide it in higher, more therapeutic levels, a conversion process has to be applied where uh, a, an enzyme or even a chemical process is used to convert the triglyceride into ethyl ester. 
Well, in order to get it back to triglyceride, another conversion process has to be applied with another enzyme, or in some cases, chemical process, to get it back to triglyceride while maintaining that higher potency. So anyone who says that, that a high potency triglyceride is more natural, well, doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't know how to put it any nicer than that. Um, or else they're just out and out lying, I mean, either one. But a high potency triglyceride product is farther away from nature than an ethyl ester, not closer to nature. If the triglyceride uh, would be left alone and not converted and placed in a supplement in that form and then the low potency form, well, yes, it would be closer to nature. But the ethyl ester is one processing step. Uh, high potency triglyceride is two processing steps, so it's farther away from nature, not closer. So that claim is absolutely false, that triglyceride in a higher potency form is more natural, absolutely untrue, okay? So again, there is a benefit where ethyl ester there is concerned. If you're a purist and you like things that are closer to nature, then you want the ethyl ester, uh, unless you wanna go with a very low potency version, with the original triglyceride form that comes right out of the fish in its low potency form, okay? So that would be the other alternative. But most people want a high potency EPA and DHA product. And if you want a high potency EPA and DHA product that's closer to nature, you want the ethyl ester, okay? Now, Metagenics has some triglyceride options. Triglyceride is not a bad form, I'm not saying that. Um, it does work. We have three different versions that are triglyceride form if you want that. The EPA DHA 750 is a capsule. It's a triglyceride. The EPA DHA 2400 liquid is triglyceride. The only reason we have that form in the triglyceride is simply because of mouthfeel. Um, the triglyceride does tend to be a little smoother uh, in mouthfeel than the ethyl ester, so that's why we chose it for that. And the Omegagenics 300 is a triglyceride that's low potency, the form that's used right out of the fish and unchanged. So if you like that, then we have that available for you. It's a very inexpensive product, runs about eight or nine dollars your price for a bottle of 90. Um, actually, the 90 is no longer available. The 270 size is what's available now. Very inexpensive, uh, but also very low potency. So, you know, if you want the higher potency, most people do, then, and you want the one that's closer to nature, then you'll want one of the ethyl ester versions and I'll show you those later. But if for some reason you just like the triglyceride, you want that, well, we have those available for you. And, and so we have both, okay? Now, there are many sites that I was able to find on the internet that seem to indicate that the triglyceride is better absorbed than the ethyl ester. However, if you look at the larger body of evidence, as this slide indicates, there's really not a whole lot of difference between the two and how they're absorbed. As a matter of fact, that image on the left there seems that the ethyl ester is slightly better than the triglyceride in terms of, of its uptake and bioavailability. But you know, if, if you look at the larger body of evidence, if you go searching on the internet, you're gonna find studies that indicate both. You'll see some studies where it seems like the triglyceride has better bioavailability, and you'll see other studies, like this one on the screen there, that seem to indicate that the ethyl ester is quite a bit better 
this one shows that the uptake in the lymph after 15 hours is double that of triglyceride with the ethyl ester. So my point is you can't relegate um, the body of evidence down to one or two studies that seem to show benefit in one over the other because there's all kinds of studies out there. So some of these manufacturers that are saying, well, triglyceride is, is better absorbed and they show you a study or two, well, one or two studies does not a conclusion make, especially with a body of evidence that's 30,000 studies strong and a majority of those studies are ethyl esters. So, you know, that's just not fair, um, especially when they don't show you studies like the one that you're looking on the screen here, where the ethyl ester seems to be the better choice in terms of its bioavailability and its uptake in the lymph, okay? So, you know, I could show you actually that fish oil does nothing in terms of human health. If we just wanna relegate it to one or two studies, if, if I wanted to do that, if we wanted to take that approach, I could make an argument here, I could make the case that fish oil does nothing and is maybe even harmful to human health. But we know that's not true with the larger body of evidence. Stability is also an issue here to consider because ethyl ester, at least in this study, did show it um, that it's perhaps more stable from oxidation than the triglycerides. So res re results from this study indicate that after 10 weeks, which is not that long, in a dark room temperature environment, the ethyl ester was more stable from the oxidation than the triglyceride. So let's just review just very briefly some just main points here uh, where fish oil has kind of come to the forefront in the research where its health benefits are concerned. And there's lots and lots of different health benefits to fish oil, as I think you all know. But I'll just bullet point a few of them here for you where it's shown that ethyl ester clearly has a profound benefit on health. This one is the, the, the very famous Von Schacke study from 2006 demonstrating that the ethyl ester fish oils were beneficial as a strategy in preventing and treating atherosclerosis. So those atherosclerotic studies that you see out there on fish oil, they were done with ethyl ester. Likewise, blood pressure. The, uh, the Hansen study from 1993 showed that ethyl ester fish oil had a beneficial influence on platelet function in men, showing a benefit on blood flow and blood pressure. Here's one on cholesterol and triglycerides, um, showing benefit there and in both those areas. And if you're familiar with Dr. Joran Dyerberg, um, he approves of the ethyl ester fish oil. He's one of the, the original researchers with the Greenland Eskimo studies back in the 1970s where researchers first discovered the benefits of EPA and DHA. And if you recall those studies, they found that these Greenland Eskimos who were eating mostly animal protein and animal fat, uh, which we've been conditioned to believe is so unhealthy, well, this indigenous group of people were not showing the same kinds of disease processes, disease maladies that we have here. In, uh, in the West, so they had almost no cancer, no heart disease, no arthritis, none of the common maladies that we have in spite of the fact that they eat all this fat. So when they began investigating why this was happening, they identified the presence of high amounts of these omega-3 fatty acids from EPA and DHA from fish oil. Dr. Jorn Dyerberg, who's Danish, uh, one of the original Danish researchers involved in that research, was one of the primary researchers um, 
in that body of evidence, and he's still a leading voice and a leading expert on fish oil to this day. And he is a proponent and advocate of ethyl ester fish oil. All right, so that's that issue, the difference between ethyl ester and triglyceride. And once again, I'm not saying that triglyceride is poor or bad. I just believe that most doctors that are listening to this, you want to stay consistent with the larger body of evidence. And if that's true, then you probably want to go with ethyl ester. And if you want to stay closer to nature while maintaining a high potency um, fish oil product, then once again, you probably want to go with ethyl ester. All right, so let's transition now into myth number two. Uh, this is kind of a funny one, but there are vendors and uh, reps out there that are saying that, that if omega-3s melt a styrofoam cup, then it means it's toxic. Well, uh, folks, uh, this is just basic chemistry, okay? Ethyl esters interact with the polymer bonds of styrofoam. And as a result of the polymers breaking up into smaller parts, they dissolve. So this has nothing to do with the nature of the of fatty acids or the purity or the toxicity. It's just some basic physics, okay? So that's a spurious claim as well. Myth number three, we make our own omega-3 products. Well, that's a myth. Nobody makes their own omega-3 oils. Fish are never delivered fresh to factory to, um, to supplement companies, okay? There's only about four manufacturers of fish oil on the planet, and they sell their raw material to all these different supplement companies. Now, what's done with the raw material after, after it's delivered to the supplement companies, well, that is different from company to company. Um, there's some companies that just go with what's delivered to them and do nothing more to the oils. And there's other companies like Metagenics who go through a very, very um, involved process of molecular dist distillation and uh, purity analysis. And uh, I mean, on and on. I mean, that would be a whole discussion in itself. But that claim, if somebody makes that claim, we make our own omega-3 pro products. No, they don't. Uh, four manufacturers make it and they do, they sell it to all these different supplement companies who then decide at that point how they want to handle those raw materials, okay? Myth number four, our fish oils are approved by Norwegian medical standards. Well, the Norwegian medical standards were established in the 1930s and have little to no bearing today on omega-3 quality standards. The quality standards are based on the EU, the CRN monograph. So once again, not having no bearing upon this very outdated and antiquated Norwegian medical standard from the 1930s. Okay, so that's another kind of misleading claim there. Myth number three, all of our fish oil comes from Norway. Well, here again, virtually all fish used to make omega-3s come from the Pacific coast of Chile and Peru. The reason being is uh, fatty fish are very, very abundant in the South Pacific and these various areas in the Pacific coasts. So, um, you know, that statement is untrue. Most of those, most of the fish, I mean, if not all, uh, the fish oil products are obtained from those areas. Even much of the cod the cod liver oil comes um, from these other areas. And over 60%, by the way, of all cod liver oils are not even made from cod liver, okay? By the way, Metagenics just came out with a new cod liver oil product. And in case you're interested, 
but again, this is another myth when companies state that all of our fish comes from Norway. So on that note, let's do a little Geography 101 for you to um, validate um, my claim that that statement's not true. 100%, uh, and this is a uh, this is a claim that comes from a website, by the way. What I'm about to read to you is a claim that comes from a website of a fish oil uh, seller, a uh, supplement company that sells fish oil. And they state that 100% wild anchovies and sardines from the Norwegian Sea during their migration to the west coast of South Africa. So they're claiming, uh, or South America, I should say. So they're claiming that there's this, this large migration from the from South America up to the Norwegian waters. Now let's look at that distance on the next slide. Check this out. So look at that. In order for that migration to happen, they would have to go all the way around the Horn of South America and all the way up to uh, near the Arctic Circle. And uh, that length of migration just simply doesn't happen. Okay, those fish like it in South America. They they are a, very abundant there. So that claim is very very spurious. Okay, I'll just be nice about it and, and say it that way. Uh, just that just doesn't happen. Okay. Uh, let's look at myth number six. If you freeze the fish oil supplement and it gets cloudy, it means it's bad. Well. Here again, freezing and cloudiness have nothing to do with purity. Freezing and cloudiness do have everything to do with the various freezing melting points of the different fats and how concentrated they are. Okay. So, by the way, I recommend fish oil being stored in the freezer because it prevents burping and repeating. Because the fish oil hardens in the capsule and passes a little farther down in, in the digestive tract before it releases, and you don't burp it up as readily. So, I actually. I, I practice that for a long, long time, and it really does help to reduce um, how much you burp it up. I don't burp fish oil at all now that I've been doing that. Okay. Myth number seven, our omega-3s are pharmaceutical grade. Well, the EU monograph is the only internationally accepted document on omega-3 standards. Nowhere in this document is there any mention of, quote, pharmaceutical grade. All right, pharmaceutical grade is a term that doesn't even have any application to nutritional supplements. The pharmaceutical industry doesn't regulate the nutritional industry. So there's there's no grade or regulation or standards along those lines. So that's just one of those made up buzzword terms um, to make something look like it's higher quality than what it really is. So that's a myth. Uh, pharmaceutical grade doesn't exist in our industry. Now, GMP standards, that exists. Third-party laboratory assays, that exists. And the quality picture here is a, another discussion in and of itself that would take too much time to, to detail here. But there are some questions you want to ask where fish oil quality is concerned, such as, is there oil made in the Norwegian pharmaceutical licensed facility? So yes, there are Norwegian pharmaceutical licensed facilities that have to do with um, have to do with quality. So you definitely want to pay attention to that. If it's super cheap, then why is it cheap? Did it come from China or Korea 
where there's not really the kind of standards that you want from those sources? And how do they ensure purity and safety? Do they do third-party laboratory assays on every batch? And do they provide a batch-specific certificate of analysis? This is what Metagenics does. You'll notice on the screen or on the, on the labels of our bottles that uh, there are a lot numbers. And the lot numbers are there so that you can, uh, you can call me and say, hey, Andy, can you provide a certificate of analysis on EPA DHA 720 and send me the assay? And we can do that because we do assays on every batch of not just fish oil, but every product. Now, by the way, this is not done in our industry. Now, you can check me up on this to make sure I'm not blowing you sales smoke, but Metagenics um, is still the only company, I believe, in our industry, in our niche of the industry, that's doing assays on every single batch of every product. Now, anybody that knows anything about the manufacture of supplements knows that random batch assays are pretty worthless, actually. I mean, it, they're not worthless on the, the specific batch that is assayed, but to extrapolate that information on that batch to uh, other subsequent batches, it, that's really, that, you can't do that. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because um, things change radically from batch to batch, especially with natural substances and especially with something like fish oil that can be so amazingly toxic. You know, the FDA states that a 132-pound woman eating two cans of albacore tuna a week would exceed her safe dose ranges of mercury by three times. That's how toxic our oceans are now. So to do these random batch assays and extrap extrapolate the information from one batch into all these subsequent batches is very irresponsible. That tells you nothing about the subsequent batches, and it's a little misleading. Uh, now, in our industry, by the way, the FDA doesn't require assays, so most companies don't even do them at all. The few that are doing them, they're random batch assays, and to my knowledge, the last I checked, and I've been doing this 25 years now, but the last I checked, Metagenics is still the only company that's doing um, assays on every single batch of every product, and we can provide a certificate of analysis on every single batch. That's why you have the lot numbers on those labels. Um, so other questions to ask of these supplement companies, do they have a functioning QA, QC department? How much do they charge per gram? of EPA and DHA because just because a bottle might be a little cheaper than another doesn't mean that the price per gram is cheaper. So bang for the buck is what you're looking for there. And do they offer a full range of fatty acid products? Metagenics has a pretty broad spectrum of, of, of fish oil products to choose from. What you're looking at here on this slide is the first page of six of a certificate of analysis. That's what it looks like. So this is just the first page. This is a six page document uh, showing not just mercury content, but arsenic and lead and other heavy metals, funguses, pesticides, um, rancidity, peroxides, anisodines, et cetera. So these, this, these are very, very detailed analyses and assays. And again, we're providing this on every single batch. Now, as far as some of the other options to look for in the Metagenics line, these are just 
uh, a few of the many options that we have. If you like a combination of omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, well, that's your Omegagenics EFA-1000 combination that you're looking at in the middle of the screen there. If uh, you like cod liver oil, uh, we could talk about some of the research associated with that in another post, perhaps. Uh, we uh, have recently uh, released that. It's a, it's a liquid cod liver oil. If you like something that's vegetarian, an omega-3 fatty acid product that doesn't come from fish, that's vegetarian. We have something called uh, Omegagenics 300 algae. Now it's kind of low potency and it's a little bit more expensive than the uh, 300 version that comes from fish. But if you want a vegan omega-3 fatty acid product, well, we have that. Um, how about the Mega-10, the Omegagenics Mega-10? That's the Omega-3 and Omega-7 combination. And again, that's a conversation for another post, perhaps, to uh, familiarize you with the research on Omega-7 fatty acids, which are also present in fish oil. Uh, Omega-3s are just one of many fatty acids found in fish. That just happens to be the uh, the group of fatty acids that was originally studied back in the 1970s with those Danish studies with the Greenland Eskimos. But there are other naturally occurring fatty acids in fish, omega-7s being among them. And so there's some very compelling research now on the effect that omega-7s by themselves have on CRPs, triglycerides, etc. And when combined with omega-3s, can have a very powerful effect on cardiovascular health and other applications. So the Mega-10 is a pretty popular product, works great for triglycerides. You might uh, keep that in mind. If you want something that is close to the product Lavaza, well, that is the Omega-Genics 1000. That's almost identical to Lavaza. Uh, in terms of potency, it's just a fraction of the cost of Lavaza, the quote drug, the fish oil drug, Lavaza. Okay, um, so that would be your Omegagenics 1000, and it's a pretty pretty good buy price per gram. So that's a, a pretty good um, price point there. I mean, it's not a cheap product, but price per gram, that's a pretty good buy, and one to two capsules a day will get you a therapeutic level. Now, our best seller, however is the Omegagenics 720. The price per gram is a, it's a great price point. Um, it's about $14, um, I should say uh, $28 patient price for the 60, that's retail. And uh, there is a 120 size that retails for about 48. Uh, so uh, the price point on that's very good in terms of you know potency versus price points. So the, the, the price per gram is very, very competitive. It's, that one's hard to beat. So that is the myths, uh, common myths associated with fish oil. Some of the things that people are saying out there, I guess, to uh, capture some market share. But, you know, we really got to look at what the research says and, you know, take a you know, more of a bird's eye view of the research and not just isolate things to one or two studies or to hearsay or to things that sound good but that can't be backed up in the literature and the research. And this goes on all the time in our industry because, you know, vendors and reps are constantly trying to carve out a market niche and gain market share. Uh, so 
just be careful, buyer beware. All right, so that's all I've got for today. I appreciate you being with me and uh, we'll catch up at a later time. As always, let me know if you have any questions or if you uh, wish to get your hands on some of these products that we talked about today and I can, uh, I can set you up, all right? Thanks everybody, take care.